Hey everybody, it's your host Jerry Wan here. Thank you for joining us here on Dear Asian Americans. And actually today we're going to call the show something a little bit differently. Dear Asian Australians, and you'll find out why just in a little bit. I invite you to join me at the New York City Asian American Student Conference next Saturday, April 25th, virtually via Zoom. While the conference has normally been taking place in person, hosted by New York City high school and college students, given all that's going on, they decided to open up and invite the entire world to join them at the conference next Saturday. Come join me. I'll be speaking at the conference. You might actually hear from a few of our past guests on the Asian Americans who are also fellow speakers. I look forward to sharing my story with you a bit and really learning from amazing fellow Asian Americans. To learn more at nycaasc.com, that's the New York City Asian American Student Conference going down next Saturday, April 25th, and I'll see you then. Here now is my conversation with Angu of Subtle Asian Traits. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dear Asian Australians. Uh, today, we are switching things up just ever so slightly. We are interviewing and meeting and learning from one of our friends from down under. Um, Anne is here. Uh, Anne is one of the geniuses behind Subtle Asian Traits, uh, something that has really transformed the way that the Asian community globally, particularly for millennials and Gen Z, have communicated, found a home, and found community through similar cultural uh, tendencies. And really, as the group you know, uh, masterfully explains, our subtle Asian traits that brings us together. And I wanted to have Anne on the show to share it with us a little bit about her experience growing up Asian in Australia. And so, well, Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you for making time. Thank you for having me. Pleasure's all mine. Um, it is tomorrow in Australia, and it is always tomorrow in Australia whenever uh, we, we talk to our, our friends from down under. Um, how, I guess, we, let's go back a little bit. Um, I guess we want to know, uh, we'd love to learn a little bit more about Anne, the person. Um, and how did your family, how did the Gu family um, become part of the Australian culture? And tell us a little bit more about how life was growing up uh, in Australia. I was born in Australia, in Melbourne. Um, my um, parents, they met here. They moved here around 20 years ago from Shanghai. It's funny because they tell me the stories and they come, um, like they came with like no idea where to live, like no job lined up. They sort of just came and like, somehow survived their way through like mum was saying how she arrived and like they barely knew any English which is quite impressive but um and they didn't have smartphones back then apparently once she got um out of there like off the plane at the airport um she was staying with a friend for a few days who had already arrived but like she like just went walking around asking if there were any jobs and then like she sort of like met other people who were in the same boat, I guess. And they um sort of like referred her to like either jobs or like places to stay. And like that's sort of how like it happened for them. They sort of just like played it day by day and like took it as it 
came and then like eventually they met each other and then my sister and I my younger sister and I happened but yeah it's like crazy how like they just sort of like got off the plane and really had no idea what they were doing where they were really like going like what directions and all that and they somehow like managed to like survive and like do well it still amazes me but um yeah so I was born in 2000 and then I grew up all my life in Melbourne went to a predominantly white um primary school and high school um and then I also went to tutoring and language school on the weekend um so that's where I met a lot of my Asian friends um and yeah so now I'm in university um I'm in a much more diverse world and I've also like learned a lot more about myself and like who I am and like my different cultures and how to like express them through like I guess the Facebook group from all the 1.7 million members <laughs> discussing everything like I don't know like I feel like with identity and culture it's a lot of like meeting people along the way talking to them realizing their different stories and then also like talking about your own and then like obviously like life experiences like shape who you are but also like just like meeting talking and interacting with different people will also like help you have a stronger sense of who you are i've never been to australia i would love to go um in in all fairness i think we the audience including myself we don't have as good of an understanding of the immigrant or Asian American or Asian Australian community in major cities on Australia. So share with us a little bit on what that's like. Is there a vibrant community there? Um, do most people congregate in, you know, cultural towns like a Chinatown or a Koreatown? Um, and how, how is the, the cultural sense of belonging there just as a community? Um, Australia is great. Um, we have people from all over the world. It's quite multicultural. Um, it has a rich cultural diversity. Like there's multiple suburbs, like that's dedicated to like a certain region of the world, like cuisine and all that. Um, I say we're really lucky in that regard. Like we have a bit of everything from around the world that we can all like um, enjoy. Like growing up, it like obviously my Asian um, parents love to eat Chinese all the time. Um, but like my sister and I and like my like all my other Australian born Chinese or Australian born Asian friends would agree. Like we grew up eating multiple cuisines and that was just norm for us. Like it'd be normal to like go get Italian one day or maybe Indian the next. Cause like, it's just so easily accessible. And, like, to me, eating one cuisine is just boring. And I know, like, culture is very reflected in, like, the food that we share and, like, the food we eat and how we eat it. So, like, it's all, like, very, I guess, like, it's quite accepting in Australia with, like, different cuisines, different um 
I guess, like, ethnicities and lifestyles. Um, but, yeah, so definitely Australia, especially Melbourne and Sydney, um, they're very diverse and, like, just vibrant in culture. And, and so you had mentioned earlier through a primary school and then through high school, um, not that diverse in terms of the student population. Um, only, or I guess more so when you got to university, it was when you um, found more of a cultural home amongst your social circles in, in the, the Asian Australian context. Um, what sort of activities or extracurricular club leadership type things were you drawn to um, from an Asian lens of wanting to connect with people that look like you and, and had similar backgrounds? Well, um, so primary school, because I went to um, a private school all my life. So, um, like, obviously, there were, like, peop- like the, the number of people would increase every year, like, as, like, old, like, increasing year levels would mean, like, more people. So, like, the first few primary years were pretty quiet, um, there were a few, like, Asians in the year, but not many, like, maybe four or five. And as, like, when I got to year seven and eight, I'm not too sure what it is for the U.S., maybe, like, freshmen? Or seven, eight would be middle or junior high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. So when I got to middle or junior high school, um, that's when more Asians started to come. Um, and then, so I left... I went to, so I started off at an independent all-girls school and then, because I was there from prep to year eight um, and I, I like I just wanted something different. So I ended up moving to an independent co-educational school, which was like predominantly um, Jew, um, Jewish like and um, white. And then there was a few international, but there was only two ABCs, Australian-born Chinese, Chinese in my year. Um, so like that was very different to my previous co-education, uh, my previous single-sex um, school. But um, yeah, so with more the extra co-curricular thing, there was a club in high school called um, International Relations Society. And that was like, because there were quite a few international students, not just from China. They were from, um, there was one or two from Korea. There was a few from like Germany, um, the UK, um, Switzerland. Like it was all over the globe, but um, obviously majority were from China or Asia. But um, the initiative was to um, sort of, like, bring everyone in the school together no no matter what your main language was. Because, mm. like, obviously, like, it's so hard for them to transition in to, like, right. a new place where they don't speak the language, like, it's not their mother tongue, they're in a completely different environment, they're far away from home. Um, like, it's just so hard, like... I admire all of them coming to a whole new place, learning and, like, predominantly having to speak a whole new language and, like, even taking all your subjects in that language. Like, I don't think if someone threw me in China, I could not do that. (laughs) Like, I would struggle. So, like, 
Yeah. Um, so the whole like aim of that committee was to like sort of come together no matter where you were from and like sort of like just like involve all cultures and like celebrate all cultures. So I remember for Chinese Lunar Lunar New Year, um, we would um, like have like the school would get like dragon, like a dragon dancing. Um, and we would also have like stalls of like food with like all these like different Asian like um, specialties that we would eat during the Lunar New Year. Um, so I remember my dad making his dumplings and bringing it to school and those were a huge success. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was like sort of like events like that. And then like for like um, we had like Bastille Day for the French mm-hmm. where like we would get crepe bags. Um, and then there was just all these other like celebrations from all around the world that we would have throughout the year. But Lunar New Year was definitely a big one at like our school. So like I think like in regards to like co-curriculum and all that, my like even my if my high school is predominantly white, um, we still like recognize like celebrating culture and like recognizing different ethnicities and like trying to understand what it was about and like how it differs from like maybe um other cultures or like just being Australian because like we all have little unique quirks and little unique like celebrations that we do that like no one else really understands. I, I think that's an amazing perspective and because I think Obviously, there's a lot of similarities between Australia and America. And if you go back far enough in history, um, both countries were founded by people who weren't from there, from a very technical sense of of the word. So, um, you know, whether you are a first generation Australian or a fifth generation American, um, this was home, a new home for somebody um, old enough in your in your generational family tree. Um, thanks for sharing that. Um, take me to sort of the the seeds being planted between you and your seven friends, the eight of you who started um, what we know today to be subtle Asian traits. And was that what was in the universe that you didn't see existed that made you want to create something? I guess, like, okay, so starting the group was, like, completely, like, out of the blue. It wasn't, like, we didn't expect it to be this large or this popular or this, like, whole thing that's global. Honestly, it was was more so the seven, eight friends I started it off with, we all met at Chinese school. And that was every Sunday morning from nine till twelve. We got forced <laughs> to go there by our parents. We all didn't really like it, but like we didn't like the fact that we were there. But we sort of made the most of our um, situation, and we like I remember I would speak more English in my classes in Chinese than actual Chinese. Like I would always get in trouble for speaking to people in English. Um, because like, I know, like we sort of just made the most of the situation and all like became really good friends over 
the fact that we were here on a Sunday morning where others were sleeping in from like a big party the night before <laughs> or like at a, still at a friend's house at a sleepover. Um, and I remember one day one of my friends came in, she's like, yeah, like my mum wouldn't let me go to my friend's sleepover last night because I had to be here. And she was just so <laughs> mad. It's like we all bonded over that. Um, so that's how we all met. So we had a group chat. Like I finished, I left Chinese school a bit earlier than the others because I, I did it in high school, like my final years at school. Um, so, but like they had all graduated early as well because like with Chinese, you'd all finish a year early to like get your exams out of the way so you can like ease the bur- like ease the load the following final year. Mm. Um, but so we'd all finished, but we would still talk all the time and we'd become such a good tight-knit um, close group of friends that like even if we didn't have to see each other every Sunday morning, we would still like just have the friendship and the bond there. So we would always just talk. And so the group started in our final year of year 12 uh, of high school during our trial exams. Um, So there was this group at the time called Subtle Private School Traits and quite a few of us were in that group and it was just like, funny memes, funny, like, traits about, like, being going to private school. And, like, it blew up around the time. And we were, like, just talking. And then, like, in the group chat, our group chat, we were spitballing, like, funny, like, things our parents do, like, oh, <laughs> saying, oh, it's okay to go to, like, an Italian restaurant and, like, insisting they want to go. But as soon as they get there, they start complaining about, like, <laughs> why we're there, like, the price and how, like, Asian food would be much cheaper and like all that stuff and then how like saying that like oh um like how our parents say like always scream at us for like not wearing slippers or socks around the house because like it's bad to walk around barefoot bare feet (laughs) um like all that stuff and then we were like wait like this is actually pretty funny and relatable what if we like try and make a subtle Asian traits Facebook group, and it was like because like I think we just didn't want to study to be honest. <laughs> so we were like, okay, let's do it. And so like we didn't really expect anything. We were just like, whatever. Like this is this will probably just like not really take off. It's just like more of a way of to procrastinate, and just like we may as well just give it a go. So like I remember like us making the group, adding all our Asian friends in our Facebook lists like individually (laughs) (laughs) posting like one or two two funny things we said in the group chat but like all the likes back like the first two days were just like from us and maybe like a few other like friends that we both knew um but yeah so that's how it really started and like then more people started like posting and got around it and then like one morning we woke up and like wait what why are there people from Sydney there and they were like how did they get there and then like one morning I remember we're like oh my god there's the Americans are taking over Where <laughs> and we were just so surprised that like someone from the other side of the world 
like a whole army of people from the other side of the world had joined us. And we don't even know how because it just started in Melbourne between a bunch of high school kids back in the day trying to like reminisce on their shared um, Chinese school like experience. And now it's this whole sensation. I think there's so many lessons and things that we can learn from from your story. Um, you know, one, one question that's always been on my mind, and I'm, I'm sure on, on many of our listeners too, is like, why the word subtle and traits? Um, and I think we got that answer from you, because there's nothing really subtle about a 1.7 million person army, nor is anything about our Asian uh, population globally, which is about a third, so billions of people, there's nothing really subtle about that. But I think um, that context is is really, really cool. And I think it, it also is a, a testament to um, some of the coolest things that are created in the world aren't necessarily created intentionally. It just happens. And in that moment of perhaps uh, just organic or authentic genius, people just resonate with it because it's something that we can all laugh along with. I'm sure regardless of whether they immigrated to Australia or America or Brazil, um, what unites us all are our core Asian values, whether they be Chinese or Vietnamese or Korean of the things that the world that our parents grew up in. Um, that's very, very cool. Um, talk to me about sort of the the logistics or the um, the moderation of the group as it became bigger. Um, when did it first pop and what did you guys decide to do as the seven of you to start? Because um, you, you can't have unfiltered conversation with that many people, right? So take me to the process of what you guys have talked about of what do we want to be known for and and how are we going to you know put in some structures in place to make sure that that's what this group stands for? Um, honestly, everything still seems like a blur because I remember finishing my exams, my final exams around November. How did the test go, given that this was top of mind for you? You started in September. Well, I think at one stage I had to delete Facebook off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we hit 100K pretty quick. I remember 10K, we were like, oh my God, what is this? And then the numbers kept on going up and we were like, wait, what? What's happening? And then got to a certain point, I'm like, shit, like I actually need to like, stop and like focus on my exams like so I would I deleted Facebook on my phone like during my exam I think I can't remember for how long but just did um and like it was insane like every single time like I opened my phone there'll be all these notifications and like yeah um but so like it grew like from September to the end of the year we hit a million wow yeah (laughs) That's what I think every single time I like think about it. I just I don't even know how exactly it happened, but it did. Like I think that morning when we found like it had reached America, that's when like it started like spreading everywhere. Like we've got more Americans in the Facebook group than we do Australians, which is a bit ironic because it started in Australia. Um, so like I don't know. So I think it just like. Once I guess like word gets out, like a social media is like 
social media, like just nature of the internet is just so easily accessible um, that like it's just so easy to like sort of get on board with these things. Um, but yeah, so we hit a million by the end of the year. Nothing. I mean, you you're being humble in all this, and but and and you know you said it wasn't intentional, but there are dozens, hundreds, if not thousands, of other Asian themed Facebook groups that focus on similar things, and I, I can't. I, I there's a few other very popular and very successful ones, but nobody's gone from zero to a million in three and a half months. What what do you think it? What do you think? was the difference between what you guys share that resonated with the global audience so much? I think there's never been anything like it. Like, yes, um, there's, like, you can, like, go to, like, I don't know, your local, like, like Chinatown suburb or your local, like, predominantly, like, Asian, Italian, Greek, whatever, suburb and like meet people and you guys can all relate and sort of like bond over experiences that like only your family would really understand because like living in countries like America, Australia, we grow up in like a predominantly like white like culture. Like we're exposed to um Hollywood movies, pop music um all that so like obviously like people our friends from school who weren't like the same ethnicity as us wouldn't really understand so you'd like have to go like to a place like language school a certain area suburb to sort of like meet these people um and I guess like it had never really been done before and like Facebook or anything like there has never been all these Asian Americans Asian Australians Asian whatever all around the world like so like coming together talking about like these things we sort of like struggled or like found difficult or found strange as like kids or even now growing up like all these different like sort of like traits that sort of like sometimes doesn't really particularly scream Asian but also doesn't particularly scream American or Australian so I guess like for the first time there was like a platform where everyone could share and talk about like traits and like weird nuances that they grew up with or, like, they still experience, like, I just don't think there was anything really of that sort before Solo Asian Trace came along. Like, nowhere where, like, you could just openly discuss what it's like being Asian American, Asian Australian. Like, as soon as you hear the name Solo Asian Trace, you just think, oh, like, this is, like, a space where I can discuss all these Asian traits growing up. And, like, I guess, like, there's never been, like, a place where you can, like, fully openly talk about it. I, It's interesting you say that because there's a million people in there, 
right? So it's yeah. a safe place, but it's also a place where because of the size of the group, there's no reasonable expectation of privacy, yet people still feel very open and very comfortable in sharing stories that they otherwise might not share even amongst close friends. Um, you know, we kicked off this podcast with our very first interview um, with Jonathan Wong, who runs the um, Asian Pacific American Student Services office um, back at my college at USC. And, you know, he shared with the story of uh, a thread that he saw in Subtle Asian Traits, which was from a, a member that was talking about life decisions and just contemplating it. Had he made the right decision, you know, he picked up his bags in America and moved to New Zealand on a whim because just, you know, there's a lot of pain and a lot of discovery of identity and, and career decision making that happens there. Um, you know, very most recently, um, we had the opportunity and the pleasure of speaking with Hanju Sa, who is the founder of the Asian Creative Network, which that actually started in the comment section of Subtle Asian Traits of her posting something saying, who's a creative here? Do you guys want to connect, you know, put your Instagram handles and um, within minutes, hundreds of people replied. And so she said, oh my God, this is an opportunity to create, um, obviously not a competitor, but a subset of the conversation that is a safe place for creatives globally to connect and to share um, concerns or opportunities or, or struggles and stories that are more resonant to them. So, um, I mean, big words like life-changing, generation-defining, um, just a global movement are, yeah, they're big words, but and I, I don't think they're um, out of place in, in describing what you and your friends have created. Um, what's the coolest thing that's ever happened to you or for you personally in the last 18 months because of Subtle Asian Traits? I think, like... Where do I start? I don't really know, to be honest, because so much has happened with the group. Like, I remember news um, journalism, like, outlets, news outlets contacting us, like BBC, New York Times, <laughs> ABC, SBS, like, hey, can we interview you? And I'm like, hang on, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just got out of high school and what like like it's just insane like all these news outlets or people wanted to talk to us about our group um and like just like I think all the opportunities we've gotten like NetShark we've got like a relationship with them now and all these like influential like Asian American Asian Australian Asian whatever um like figures that we sort of like looked up to growing up or looked mm. I still look up to now and now like we have like sort of like a relationship with them because they also reached out to us and say hey like we love your work um and all that and also like Simu yep. um from Kim Convenience he's come to a few of our events um we've hung out with him like it's just amazing how many people have recognized our group and I think that's the main thing that has like resonated with me over the past year and bit like 
you go out and like you can hear people in public talking about acceleration traits, <laughs> like on public transport or something. And like even my sister, my younger sister, would message me once, and she's like, "Oh my god, like these people on the train are talking about subtle Asian traits." Um, like it's just such a common, well-known like thing. Like subtle Asian traits is, may as well be. It probably is in the Urban Dictionary. I'm not too sure, but like it's become such a popular conversation. Um like a popular like conversation like starter or popular conversation like point to make like it's just astounding to be honest how like people just talk about it no matter how old they are who they are how famous they are they all sort of like know about it (laughs) i i think you know um cultural phenomenon right it is now woven into the fabric of an entire generation of Asians globally. Um, yes, there are funny things we laugh haha about. Yes, there are stories that go, oh my God, I thought I was the only one, or I thought my mom only said that. And and then so there's a lot of, of connective uh, tissue there in, in terms of that. Um, what, what's been the most challenging thing about subtle Asian traits? And has there been a time where it's caused you some pain or, or some angst over its existence? I guess, like, obviously, um, I wouldn't really say angst, but more like, I don't know, it's sort of, like, hard managing such a large platform with so many people. <clears throat> obviously, like, um, like, to us, we're one big family, but also, like, we have to, like, m- put in certain precautions and measures in place to make sure like Facebook the like the group is running smoothly there's no drama there's no like anything that may seem controversial or inappropriate or may harm anyone because like at the end of the day we allow anyone to join as long as they don't break our rules correct because like we want it to be as inclusive as possible like yeah sure if you're like not even Asian you can come join see what it's about don't know how much you'll understand of it, but knock yourself <laughs> out. Like, join the fun. Because, like, we want to be ex- inclusive. We want to, like, we don't want to exclude anyone. We want, like, everyone to feel like, hey, like, come on in. And it's pretty funny because a lot of my friends, like, my white friends, they're all in it just because they want to <laughs> see what the hype is about. And I don't even know if I really understand what's going on, but people tag, like, some of my friends tag me in things. And one of my <laughs> friends, he's, like, Australian. He's just Australian. And um, he literally tagged me in this thing the other day, and he's like, thank you. Like, I really needed to see this, like, in quarantine and all that. And it's just, like, some wholesome meme. Um, But, yeah, like, it's insane. So, like, I think the trickiest thing is, like, sort of like managing the group with such large numbers especially like because we need to approve and filter through everything that gets posted and like it's just difficult like we're still struggling with it like because there's so many mass submissions and like so many repeats and at one stage we had like 
all these like random like we think they were like spam or fake accounts commenting like just like hi notice me or something like that that weren't like asian related or like appropriate in any way that we had to filter through and like remove people and all that Mm -hmm. um so i think that's the hardest part about managing the group and like obviously like it's it takes up a lot of time and a lot of like effort but like at the end of the day like it's worth it with like how many like how much like the work pays off yeah so there's 47 moderators in the group including the admins and 1.7 million people that's quite an astonishing ratio of people um when how, how did you decide what was the thinking behind expanding the moderator base and what are some guiding lights or principles that you guys include in deciding together as a team what gets shared and what doesn't well obviously they got to a point where we were more international than local and we were like we need someone on like we need people from all around the world to help out because like time difference and also like even like between like american australians like there's different like terminologies like abg what like it's just like there's different like there's like different subtleties that only like certain people pick up on so we were like we need to expand this we can't just have like all australians running the group um and we were like yeah like it'd be better if we just had like more people so like we sent our application like an application link where people would answer these questions and we would see if like they were suitable but with regards to what post our number rule uh, our number one rule is that it has to be asian related um because like subtle asian traits it says in the name um but also like we try and keep the content as fresh and um diverse as possible because um obviously like 1.7 million members there's going to be reposts and all that and people are going to like post the same things um but like at the end of the day we do want like fresh content and like funny content and like personal stories we really love um so I guess we just wanted, like, we obviously needed more numbers to help us, like, filter through all the pending posts and, like, even, like, just help us out globally. And, like, once, because we've done, like, a LA event. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was run by one of our American mods, Zoe. Um, and, like, Zoe and a few other American mods came together Um and sort of just like made the thing and that's when like americans are like because like obviously it's a global group and we like to like one of our goals is we want to like in the future do more events to actually like connect people because obviously behind the screen is one thing right um but in face to face is like a whole new personal level as well and, like, eventually, like, some people do want to make friends out of this group. So we got people from all around the world in hopes of, like, sort of, like, promoting a tighter sense of community within that demographic because we're such a large group that, like, it's hard to, like, talk about or, like, meet up 
all 1.7 million right. of us. Um, talk to me about, in, in light of the discussion we just had about moderating conversations and um, keeping conversation topics relevant, um, the last month or so, obviously, the world has gone through something that we've never gone through before, and it is COVID-19 and the health concerns, the economic concerns, and of particular uh, resonance and importance to us, the Asians, is the racism and the hate crimes that have come our way. Um, what has changed in some of the content that you're seeing that are being uh, proposed to post in the group? And how have you guys, as the team behind it, reacted or had discussions to react to it to make sure that the appropriate amount of content or appropriate type of content gets through as it relates to COVID-19 items? Um. As I said before, we want to limit any, like, we obviously want to limit, like, any controversy, any, like, arguments, any, I don't know, like, different opinions, like, any, like, disputes in our group. So, obviously, like, a lot of topics are off limits, like, anything about, like, um, like, even, like, the whole, through the whole Hong Kong crisis, we didn't mm. really want to approve those posts because we knew, like, people would comment things in the comment section that would, like, provoke anger or, like, just, like, break out an argument. Um, but definitely with the whole COVID-19 thing going on, there is a lot more, like, stories and, like, things about racism and all that. Um, and, like, just, like, sort of addressing the whole thing like it's not a fun time right now and even everywhere in the media like everything you turn to is COVID-19 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 um so like we're trying not to approve so many COVID-19 things because like subtle Asian traits is still a um, a group where you can like sort of like have light-hearted banter, one would call it. Mm. Or, like, like it's something to, like, sort of, like, escape to. And, like, we have addressed the COVID-19 yeah. issue and we will continue to. Like, we have a whole statement on our mm-hmm. thing. But we want to keep it, like, to the space where people can come, share their stories, share whatever they find funny and like people can be like, Oh, I can relate or like, yeah, that's really funny. Like that's interesting that you say that. So like we still want that to be the same space. Like in a way, like I'm sort of thinking because media, like everywhere we go, it's COVID-19. It's like, so like I'm hoping satellation traits can be sort of like a escape place for people Mm. in a way to feel like safe and like just feel like, Oh, like not everything is, falling apart because like it is a scary time right now yeah and people are struggling and like people feeling alone and like i just want like people to like i don't know just feel like they're not so alone yeah and like also we've gotten like stories about how certain health systems like singapore health systems have done really well and like good on like 
congratulations to like the healthcare workers, like how they like remained so calm and dealt with the issues so well and those things. Yeah. And those are lovely to see. Like, right. Yeah, but it's just like astounding how this pandemic has taken over. Sure, and 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 I commend you for that because I do think you know thing topics that have um, come to the forefront through groups like Social Asian Traits and other you know things are uh, the topics of mental well being and emotional health and, and things like that. And um, obviously, it's a place that millions of people across the world find comfort in coming to your page and um, engaging and then knowing and, and laughing and chuckling along with um, some stuff that is outright hilarious and, you know, heartwarming at times. Um, from your perspective, Anne, what does the future of subtle Asian traits look like? And where do you think it will go in the next the next 18 months? I think, um, like... You can't really predict or expect much because look what happened within like a short three months with us at the start. And now we still continue to be the, um, we still continue to be like this platform for all like Asians come together, talk about their culture, their identity, share who they are, express the duality of their cultures. Um, so I, I, I really hope that it continues to be like this. It continues to be like a safe, a um, like a safe, easygoing like discussion space to like share whatever they want about their Asian related identity, and hopefully, um, like once everything calms down, there's like more Asian like run. Like I don't know, just improvements to the group that will help connect people better. Because hmm. obviously, like one point seven million people, you can't really get closer <laughs> with just like posting random stuff. Like we want friendships and relationships to be formed out of it, as well as like having a safe place to share memes and traits and stories and jokes. Um, I just think I really hope that people like use this group as a place to express themselves and like sort of like just like talk about stuff. And I think like we want people to come together more right now in times like this. So we have like some plans in place with like zoom like sort of like calls and chat rooms for people that can join mm. and all that to feel less alone in isolation though that's a goal we're working towards so we can like connect more people from all over the world like in a closer interactive space but like hopefully like they can form stronger closer bonds because like right now like you're yeah, like yeah this is like to me and all the other admins and moderators i'm sure they're like this is like another family that I'm a part of but um like even so like you can be like hey I met this person there and now like they're one of my closest friends like we sort of want that as well so hopefully we can make more like interactive like other like tighter knit like branches of the big subtle Asian traits tree that will continue 
the discussion and the celebration of like our culture and identity. That's awesome. I, I think you've, um, it's an overstatement, but perhaps not. Um, you guys have changed the world already. And, and I look forward to um, the more positive ways that um, subtle Asian traits will, will change the world. Um, and we end all of our shows uh, with going back to the name of the show. And given our audience, we'll make a slight tweak to it. Um, but the Asian Americans was really an idea that I had um, in the form of a love letter um, to us and from us, um, for us and by us, uh, to really share with each other thoughts and ideas and emotions that um, we always wish we had growing up or need to hear for future generations. So um, we'll open up the letter globally to all the Asians in the world. So um, if you could help us finish out the show, um, I will start the letter and and uh, help us finish the show. Um, Dear Asians. Well, dear Asians. Um, with everything that's going on the, in the world right now, it's a uh, crazy, scary, and I guess in a way, lonely time for us all. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been part of a subtle Asian traits and who's made it the group it is today. It is not possible um, without every single one of you that we've like become the sensation, the family we are today. So thank you for every one of you and to all the Asians out there who aren't part of subtle Asian traits. I hope that you guys also feel like it is safe and okay to express who you are and wait, can we start again? I think it was great. <laughs> I, I think it's beautiful. You, you've said so many wonderful things. <laughs> Yeah, so I just, um, I just think that like, to all the Asians out there, keep on being who you are, doing what you do best, and don't be scared to like be yourself, express yourself in any way you want. And at the end of the day, some people might be like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like that's weird. Like I've never seen that before." But like, subtle Asian traits is here for you. Like always, shoot us a post submission a message or email or anything and like we'll back you up like it's just a crazy world but we all have this big family that's willing to like share whatever experiences that we go through together and that's like the main thing so thank you again to everyone who's been a part of it and to anyone else who's joining in the future because like without anyone we couldn't really make it what it is today because everyone's input counts and makes a group like a unique special place so yeah that's all i've really got to say i think well, one, if you're listening and you haven't joined, what are you waiting for? Um, there's one point, almost 8 million people who've done it before you. So hurry up. <laughs> and, and two, um, 
Look, I, I don't want to, you know, um, it's wild. The seven of you, the eight of you have done more for mental health for an entire generation of people than any other seven people, I think, in the Asian diaspora of a long, long time. Um, people feel home. People feel comfortable. People look forward to going on your page. Um, people know that they are going to get wholesome, fun, connective, um, positive content from you guys. So um, thank you. I, I say that hopefully um, on behalf of millions of people who found a home and smiles and, and laughs and tears um, from the content that you've uh, aggregated and you've created in a home that you've created that, um, as you mentioned, um, people talk about on the subway trains and people just talk about every corner of the world. So thank you to uh, Chinese school for making it boring and painful so <laughs> that they could allow you guys to daydream about this. Um, thank you to all of our parents um, for being who they are and uh, giving us so much content to laugh about, about who they are and where they're from. And a lot of the, the cultural tendencies and definitely the, the subtle and not so subtle traits that uh, we Asians globally demonstrate. So, and to you and the rest of the team, thank you for changing the world. Thank you for doing what you've done. And um, the world awaits um, for you guys to continue changing it and for us to make it and for you guys to make it a more happy, more inclusive, and more enjoyable place. I really, really thank you. Well, thank you. Like, it's been an honor. And, like, I think a lot of things that you shared have also provided insight to me as well. And I just think what you're doing, like, the podcast is such a good way to, like, share personal stories as well as, like, whatever amazing thing an Asian has done. Like, I just I, – I respect it. And I think it's a good – cause and good initiative to be a part of well let's do two things when all this settles uh we'll do a live event here in la and you come join and you'll host something in melbourne and uh i'll, I'll jump on a plane and we'll, we'll do this in person because i think as you said behind the screen in front of a screen is step one but um for us to really build true meaningful relationships and friendships and family relationships uh we need to do it in person so yeah. I cannot wait for these times to pass, and I cannot wait for us to do something together in person, hopefully in the very, very near future, And Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Well, yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, so we'll definitely stay in contact and hopefully visit and travel many places of the world. We after. will. I, I, I will travel to the future. It is Friday here. Happy Saturday to you, and we'll see you in the Facebook group, And Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did having it. It's really amazing what her and her friends have done with the Facebook group. Now approaching 2 million members, uh, really connecting and creating a place for Asians of many generations to come together, uh, to chuckle at some memes, to share stories, and really to bond and create friendships and community. So again, thank you to Anne and her friends. Thank you to Chinese School for making it uh, slightly boring. And to all of our friends who are in the business of creating community for us, thank you. If you would like to join us on the show yourself and share your story, uh, shoot me a note. You can DM me or send me a note on Facebook or Instagram at Dear Asian Americans. If this show resonated with you, if Anne's story or anybody else's story you want to share with, 
share the episode with them, uh, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, uh, would really mean a lot to me as we try to grow the show. From the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for listening. It does mean a lot. And for every single listener, every single follower, and every single person who sends us a note, it really, really does mean a lot. Wherever you may be right now listening to this, I hope you're staying safe, healthy, and sane. We will get through this together and hope that some of these stories help you get through these challenging times. Thanks again. I'll see you next time. This has been your host, Jerry Wan.